Carmen Jenner is one member of our reporting team who did take a travel writer's vacation, but it was also work-related as she attended a familiarisation tour of Cambodia and Vietnam that included an eight-day cruise along the Mekong River, ending up in Ho Chi Minh City. She spoke to Graham Kemlow about the visit and the 14-cabin ship, which was her first time cruising. Uh, while she's been away this vacation period, this summer, uh, most of us have had the staycation, but um, she was actually on a job that took her to um, Cambodia. And she's going to tell us about that. She was allowed by the uh, people who organised this to take her husband, which she did. So it's a sort of a family holiday, it was a job, it was a bit of everything coming. Yes, that's right. I was very lucky to bring my husband along on this yeah, one. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. Um, no, no. It's, it's a good uh, way to experience it. I, I, You know, I guess what most people don't realise is that when we do these press trips for mills, whatever you want to call them, by and large, 99.9% of the time, we're on our own. We and are. so as the best we can be is a bit of a forward scout yeah. or maybe a family holiday that might take place later if we really that's like right. the place. And, yeah. uh so, so you were lucky. So, take us back to the start. Um, you you had to go to you flew to Cambodia. Is that right? Yes, yes. Um, we flew into Phnom Penh, and actually, this this is normally a an eight day cruise, but we were fortunate to have an extra four nights before that. Um, right. So, in hotels. So, we had two nights in Phnom Penh, and then we drove to Siem Reap. From there, we had two nights in Siem Reap, yep. uh, where we had the opportunity to obviously explore the um, the amazing temples there. Sure. And I, I highly recommend uh, doing sunrise at Angkor, Angkor Wat and um, yeah. to avoid the crowds and it's so much cooler and the light is just beautiful at that time. Most of the, of the crowds are sunset, are they? Look, there were lots of crowds still at four in the morning. But, <laughs> oh, really? Um, less so. And, yeah, it was just a, a lot more tranquil. Right. And, yeah. So and then from there we joined the cruise and um, sailed all the way from Siem Reap past uh, Phnom Penh, uh, numerous villages, and sailed into Ho Chi Minh City at sunset, which was really quite spectacular. Right. Way to so, arrive. did you say it was an eight-day cruise? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so, did you spend a few days at sea, or were you dropping into ports along the way? Uh, we spent well both. So most nights we uh, stayed in a, a, a port. Right. I think there was one night where we were just on the edge of the river. Um, yeah. Along the Mekong Delta. So yeah, which was yeah. So really you were in one of those um, timber. Yes. Like two story. What, what do they call them? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a river boat. And but it's it an old made... style sort of Asian style river boat, isn't it? Um. Not exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's it was uh, made from teak, yep. and it had three decks and yep. um, accommodates fourteen um, or has fourteen cabins, so twenty eight passengers in total. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was thinking uh, when I used the word modern, I suppose I was thinking of those very slick looking things that slide oh. under bridges in France. Oh uh, yes. But this is a bit more upright. Yeah. But yeah. this was. Um, most of the cruises are actually on larger vessels, so we were fortunate this was a smaller boat, so we were right. able to have a bit more of an immersive experience um, by getting closer to the shoreline. Okay. Um, and literally, you know, stepping off the boat onto 
onto the um, down the gangplank. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Who were the uh, who, who was the operator of that vessel? The uh, the operator is uh, CF um, Mekong um, by Croisers Europe. Um, so it's a French company, right? And yeah, so they're. I, I guess the reason we were invited was to promote it to an Australian audience and just to show people that they can experience those countries from a different perspective, and. It, it's really, I would call it soft adventure, so it's aimed between the 20 to 60-year-olds. There is quite um, a lot, lot of options for uh, cycling as well and uh, lots of walking and climbing temples and, you know, meeting locals in local villages and um, at markets. So it it's pretty... It's very immersive. It's very cultural. Okay. So when um, you talk yeah. about cycling, is that where you get off the boat and ride alongside yeah. it? Yes. Oh, well, Or somewhere that picks you up somewhere down yeah. the road. Yeah. So you can go through like rice paddies or just, just wherever you Did you try that? that time. Look, I am, I'm absolutely hopeless on a bike. Oh, so <laughs> you're I, kidding. Um, I'm hopeless. So right. I, my husband um, took one for the team and did the uh, cycling and then okay. I did... Did some of the other stuff. Oh at the well, same nice time, to have so. someone to do yeah. that. You don't always get that uh, <laughs> get that opportunity, Carmen. No, you don't. So, um, so you're basically you were, you were in rivers most of the t- of the time, were you? Yeah, well, we're on the um, the Mekong Delta, but that's yeah. made up of uh, a range of rivers and right. waterways. Uh, so we're kind of weaving in and out. Of the del- of the Mekong um, okay. for most of the journey, yeah. Oh, but that's, it sounds great. So you didn't have to put up with any tidal waves you, because you're in a sort of well, enclosed environment. Kind of, but you would be quite surprised to learn that uh, the Mekong River does have tides. Oh. And every six hours it goes up and down a few metres. So you kind of are aware of that sometimes. So when you, like, you might go to bed... And the gangplanks at a certain position, and then when you wake up, it's totally different. Like oh, you'll okay. either be lower or higher. Right. So it's quite a significant rise. Okay. And fall. Yeah. Right. So you mentioned that there was a broad range range yes, of people on yes. the vessel. So where yeah. were they typically from? I guess you sort of chat over um, lunch or dinner. Well, these these were all from Australia. Okay. Um, yes. So it is. It is more for. An active person, right. so although the, the the cabins are very comfortable and there is a sun deck, um, you know, and a beautiful restaurant and everything like that, it is more of a an experience where you're going to want to get off the boat, right? And yeah, so it's probably not for somebody who just wants to sit in their cabin. Uh, well, so it's yeah. not your yeah. typical large yeah. cruise no, no, cruising city as some of them are almost. Yeah, yeah. Look, we did see. Um, a large cruise ship come into Ho Chi Minh City, uh, so I guess that is an option if you want to do do that sure. as well. But uh, f- for me, I, I like the the small boats, and um, you know you get to know everybody really well as yeah. you know for that time because it's quite intimate. That's good. And what sort of things did the other passengers? What what were their backgrounds? Uh, Away from we, all sorts of uh, works, we, of walks of life, and. Look, we were all writers, and oh, okay, yeah. So, but um, lucky the ship didn't go down. We might have had some <laughs> holes in, in in the broadcast or the That's newspaper. Too funny, <laughs> yeah. That would certainly make headlines for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, uh, but I would say uh, typically they have quite a big European uh, clientele. Yep. Uh, so the the staff were incredible, and the day we left, they had to turn around the ship and get it ready for a, a group of French uh, tourists right. to go back the other way. Uh, so that was like a massive amount of work for them. Uh, but yeah, they. I think that's really what sets it apart for me was the, the staff were just so friendly and accommodating, um, and because they were from Cambodia and. Okay. Nothing's just too much trouble for them. Yeah, uh, there, there is a certain level of service that you get in Asia that uh, it's pretty hard yes. to replicate in yeah. other parts of the world. And, and they're, they're not paid a lot of money either, so they, no. they work for the love of it. They really do, and uh, like we felt safe at all times. You know, they were always there to help us on and off the boat because um, sometimes, you know, you're getting onto smaller boats as well. Oh, okay. To reach land. So, yeah, they were always there and... Um, just very helpful and shared a lot of information uh, about local life as well. Right. So, yes. Yeah, so. so when you pull when you pull up to a stop on the river, is it typically a town or is it smaller than that? Is it a village? And and what can you do? Typically villages, um, apart from Pion Pen and Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Um, well, what you can do is, you know, uh, we visit the local villages. Um, like one we went to was like a pottery village. Okay. So you can see the way that they live uh, and we, like we watch them make pottery as well. Okay. And there was can you buy the pottery? I suppose you can. Yes. Yeah, we, yes, we did. Okay. And, um, yeah, there's this one man, uh, what's his name, Mr. Y, and he... He was the happiest person I've ever met. Right. Um, may have had something to do with the rice wine. But oh. every day he was up and down those palm trees uh, collecting the sap to make the rice wine. And he's, was, yeah, he, he climbed the tree for us and showed us how he does it. And he oh. was just the happiest person. And so it was just really lovely to see. But, of, of course, the conditions that some of them are living in are very different to what we're used to. Uh, yeah. So you got that perspective as well of, mm. and uh, would you yeah. eat in these places um, um, or weren't you there during a meal time we mostly ate on the ship right. uh, we had an amazing chef on board so yeah um, we may ate mainly local food um, so we're all lucky that to have uh, a Cambodian chef mm. um, but yeah sometimes we do eat out at some of the cafes um, but yeah it was all it was all amazing. The food was incredible the whole time. Yeah. Okay. And do they um, do they serve alcohol on the ship? Uh, yes, they do. Right. And um, but you can, you may well, you can bring your own. But um, yeah, it's fairly affordable. Bit of a hassle to drag grog halfway I across agree. the world, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you can get and as long as you can get a beer and I suppose a white wine or whatever the yeah beer wine know. gin and tonics at sunset. Okay. What more can you ask for? How civilised. <laughs> yes, How very, very civilised. And very civilized. did you um, did you get to see the captain at the wheel? Did he oh, yes, show yeah. you how it all worked? Yeah, we had a little poked our head in, um, but he was yeah, very conscientious and <laughs> very mm. focused on, on what the river was doing because there's actually quite a bit of traffic along the river that you wouldn't yeah. think of. I can imagine. Um, because it's an industrial uh, yeah. uh, highway, really, isn't it? 
It really is. It really is a highway. And there's also a lot of fishing villages in the river, so people living on, you know, um, stilted houses as well. So there's a lot of activity. Never boring. It's never a dull moment. Now, were there children on the boat? Not on our boat. Um, I. What's their rule about that? I actually don't know, but I would assume... Look, I probably wouldn't take small children simply for the safety aspect. Yeah. But, you know, older children would, would be fine. Okay. And your accommodation, was it like a double bed? Yeah. The well, bathroom? Yeah, yeah. You have a either two twin beds or the bed pushed together. Um, right. And you have your private ensuite. Uh, so the boat's made of teak, so you've got all that lovely warm Wood. Uh, timber mm. throughout mm. Uh, the ship, including your cabin. Okay. Yeah. Now, it's not a paddle wheeler, is it? No. no. So it's got a normal screw, is that the right word? Yeah. Um, yeah. At the back. And is it, um, like, is the no- is the engine noisy? Is it a diesel engine or what? How, how do you um, feel? <clears throat> Look, it is a little noisy. Um, you don't really notice the, the engine too much apart from when you're, <clears throat> like, you're parking yeah. or, or leaving. Yeah, so that's really the only time you kind of hear it. Right. Yeah. And did you have pretty good weather? It was boiling hot. Right, okay. <laughs> it, was, it was another level of heat. Uh, but, Humidity um, too, yeah? Yeah, very humid. But, you know, you've got air conditioning in your cabin and the restaurant, so... And at night time, it got it cooled down quite a bit. So it's very comfortable, though. And, and the aircon worked well, did it? Oh, yes. Oh, that's good to <laughs> very hear. Very welcomed. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And you, But you don't always expect that you'll have full air conditioning in a, an old, uh, an old-style vessel like that. No, no, but I was very grateful there was. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, well, that's good. So um, would you recommend a, a trip like this? Yes, look, I this was actually my first cruise. Um, Ever? I have done, well, I've done a, a two-day one in uh, the backwaters of Kerala in India, but that was a private yeah. uh, boat. So this is my first uh, cruise with other people, and it's a totally different experience. Uh, so a lot of the decision-making is made for you, so you're not, <clears throat> like, and you're, you're taken everywhere and all your food's organized for you so it's one of those holidays where you can just kind of sit back and relax and just go with it yeah and but you do i mean in saying that when you do get to land you if you wanted to go and do your own thing i think that that's fine as well um yeah so yeah i I would i mean i've never done the big cruise ships so i don't know how i feel about those um Mm. but this was a very intimate experience sure and I guess yeah. uh, this probably doesn't have the amenities of a large ship. Like, is there a pool or is there a disco um, or no, a casino? Um, or? No, like, they do have other ships and there is a – I'm just going to have a look now. But there is a bigger ship that does have more of those facilities. Right, and it, it um, but pretty much the, goes the same route? Well, it can't get as close right. as, as to the shore because it's bigger. Yeah. So, so in, in that case, what do they pop a lifeboat down and take you ashore, do they? Yeah, yeah, a little okay. tender. I mean, sometimes we had to go onto a smaller boat to get yeah. to land as well. Um, but there's something very special about sailing into a city 
and just stepping off the boat in there. Oh, are. yeah, absolutely. And um, particularly with Ho Chi Minh City, like I know some of the bigger cruise ships can't get into the port. So you have to take a bus for you know a few hours to reach it. So yeah, but yeah, so but sailing into you know Shimon City at sunset was really quite spectacular. Um, it was very exciting for us because we've been you know at you know at on a ship for the past eight days and we hadn't really seen big city lights until then. So it was a very exciting moment. And into then, Ho Chi Minh. Uh, yeah, and then yep. we got off that night and we did a, a Vespa tour. Oh, okay. Uh, Vespa food tour. So that was really. Were yeah, you driving or someone drove no, you? That would be madness. <laughs> no. Oh, you're hanging on the back because I've just yes. walked the streets in Ho Chi Minh. That's pretty yeah. uh, frightening. Yes, I would. Uh, I would say that it's probably safer to be on the back of a motorbike than walking in Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a very safe tour. But yeah, we we tried lots of amazing food and it is good food. Do you, do you fly back out of Ho Chi Minh? Yeah. So I flew with Vietjet. They have direct flights to Perth and ah. all the capital cities in Australia now. Graham Kemlo was speaking with reporter Carmen Jenner in Perth.